0: Just before we begin today, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land on which we gather today at Magic Studios in West Perth. Harry Taylor is a country footballer. We all know him as the Geelong superstar. 280 AFL games, two premierships, two All-Australian jumpers, the list of accolades goes on. But he's the boy from Northampton. He's back in the Midwest where it all began and loving life as a country footballer. We caught up with Harry just after he made his return to East Fremantle in the Waffle, We find out why Harry is referred to as unique by his teammates, and like we say, a bit of a different cat, but he's comfortable in his own skin, and that's what's important. We can't thank Harry enough for his generous time, and we hope you enjoy this chat. Bush Footy Legends is presented by the WA Country Football League in partnership with Healthway, promoting the Think Mental Health message. Harry Taylor, welcome to Bush Footy Legends. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, it's been a couple of weeks now since your uh, Waffle comeback. How was
1: it? Uh, it was good. It uh, didn't rain as much as I thought it might, but um, yeah, good to be back out there in the Sharks jumper. Uh, number 20, which I wore 47 times. I wore 53 uh, two times, so nice to play my 50th in the number 20 jumper.
0: How'd you get 53.
1: Uh, I think it was just one of those situations when you're new, young and inexperienced and they just give you the highest number possible.
0: Whatever, whatever you'll take whatever, it's a blue and white jumper, you put it on and you go from there. Exactly. So you're back now, well, I suppose, where it all began. Um, can I just touch on something I found a bit fascinating? In the, Obviously the way you went out in your AFL career was, was low key, which is, which is what you wanted, but in your letter to the members, you said you grew up on a farm near a pinhead-sized country town. Can you tell me where that is?
1: Uh, well, that would be reference to uh, <laughs> Northampton. It's um, not a great, uh, not, not a sort of very, very big place. Um, I think it might be current population around about 500 with all the local communities and farmers around there, but... Um, yeah, not a very, very big place compared to some of the other places I've been around Australia.
0: It wasn't referencing any of the, the size of the residents' heads or anything like that. No, it wasn't.
1: <laughs> no, they're, they're a um,
0: unique bunch up that way, and um, no, I love them dearly. How's that been? Um, obviously, back, which started as, you know, I'm supposed to start as just a few games playing country footy. Now you're back playing waffle. Are you, are you still going to be playing country footy? I am, yeah, yep. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, still um, playing for the Rams and yeah. really enjoying it. Um, yeah, love. Love my time there so far this year, and um, hopefully we can sort of finish the year well. And who knows in the finals? Yeah, of course
0: you, you came back. You're the uh, operations manager of the Great Northern Football League. A bit of work to do there. Yeah, it's been busy. It's <laughs> been uh, it's been an eye opening um, yeah
1: period of time. We've uh, had some uh, some interesting things happen in the last few weeks. We've also had some really significant change as well. Um, one of those being an example. We're filming all our league games now, and um, yeah, trying to promote. Um, you know, some of the highlights and some of the good play um, that happens on weekends to, uh, to sort of allow people to see what country footy is all about.
0: Has it changed much when you, when you, when you started?
1: Uh, uh, probably the numbers have dropped off a little bit, to be fair. Um, certainly still there's a the passion and the connectedness that local footy brings to these communities. I think that is as important as ever, um, particularly in a place like Northampton where I'm playing. The community spirit... Um, everyone's sort of in some way attached to the footy club and uh, that's really significant so um, that part hasn't uh, sort of um, you know faded at all Mm. but in terms of some of the numbers we've got to keep on working with different
0: strategies different methods to get as many people playing the great game of footy as we can Talk about that connectedness and that community spirit there's probably no bigger opportunity or what happened recently with the unfortunate cyclone Saroja which came through but the community spirit which banded together for a really good cause recently can you tell us a bit about that
1: yeah that was obviously a significant event in the the town's history certainly in the Midwest history Um, a lot of damage caused by some pretty significant winds Um, and unfortunately there's still people in the area without power Um, you know they've been seeding they've been working pretty hard and haven't got around to fixing up sheds fixing up fences and those sort of things so Pretty important that, um, you know, we keep it in front of mind that uh, there's people in need. Um, Accommodations, another example, there's people that unfortunately aren't able to go back to the homes, which I've lived in for many, many years. But one thing that I just uh, loved out of the experience was how people came together. There are no fuss bunch up in that Sort of neck of the woods, and um, yeah, everyone just got on with life. Didn't complain too much, and just banded together to help each other out.
0: Fifty thousand was it more than fifty thousand raised. Yeah, I think
1: it. Yeah. I think it's sort of going to be close to sixty thousand in yeah. the end from the uh, the AFL Rams, which is uh, pretty exciting. Yeah, all the ex sort of, uh, well, current and ex AFL players that come from that region, got together with Andrew Lockyer to, um, yeah, to sort of see what we could do, and uh, it's been a yeah, it's been a really good experience.
0: Now, what was your contribution on the field? I heard you got. Uh, there was a, a bit of money for every goal you kicked. Yeah, there was. It, uh, How started, many points did you kick?
1: Uh, <laughs> I kicked a few. I kicked a few points. It started at about uh, three hundred dollars for every goal I kicked, and yeah. then we had some other sponsors. and Easter Man will kindly come to the party as yep. well. So, it ended up being a thousand dollars for every goal that I kicked. Unfortunate part was twenty minutes before the game, I was uh, just thinking, you know, probably time to get ready, put the boots on. <laughs>
0: Oh uh, no, I don't have any boots, so I uh, actually left my boots
1: in Geraldton.
0: You are—you have just really come back to country footy. That's a classic country footy thing, isn't it? Someone forgets their boots or or something.
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I've been r- known for professionalism for a fair bit of my career. Unfortunately, didn't even have a spare pair. I just uh, looking around the room trying to size up someone with a size twelve to see. From what I have to pinch theirs, I contemplated wearing the runners like Gary Ablett Junior. But um, yeah, unfortunately, I move a bit like a giraffe and don't have his balance. So finally, got <laughs> someone out of the reserves and got a pair of their boots, and uh, wore those. Kicked four points in the first quarter, thinking G isn't starting too good well. Good tradesman never blames his tools. No, they don't. No. They, don't. they don't. They were X blades and they weren't much good to be fair. <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> I, uh yeah, straightened things up a bit later in the game and finished with 10, which was nice. And then we auctioned off the boots, which is uh, <laughs> a way to get a, a few extra dollars in. Unfortunately, the reserves player who I borrowed them off wasn't all that uh, happy because he was his favourite pair of boots and he was trying to bid on them to get them back. That's- <laughs> So That's a great story. It
0: was a uh, it was a very
1: very, very enjoyable day.
0: You um yeah, as you touched on it earlier, you're known for your sort of preparation and professionalism. What's some of the uh, the good country footy preparation you've been seen seen so far since you've come back? Any, anything uh, of note?
1: Uh, yeah, probably you know stretching isn't a big thing. Warm up certainly aren't as um, you know highly regarded as uh, at AFL level. Diet diet's yeah diet's not up there either the one thing which is really noticeable is just the gym work no one literally goes to the gym at all we've got a gym at the Northampton football club and majority of the players didn't actually know we had a gym at the Northampton football club there's
0: cobwebs or something on it maybe potentially (laughs) so no
1: they're they're very farm fit a lot of the boys but um yeah unfortunately from a weight's point
0: of view they don't often get in there so, you haven't been trying to push any sort of programs on them at all?
1: Uh, we did a couple of circuits in there at the start. One of the funniest ones was, was a, um, it's sort of like a, um, what would you call it, a grinder machine, if you like. So, it's sort of an upper arm exercise. Yep. Yeah. yeah we've got the, we've got, <laughs> you can sort of pick those the, For those who can't see, yeah. yeah you've, got the, you've got the motion, basically like yep. pedals, but for your arms. Yeah. And, and the guy put his legs up on it and was trying to, um, <laughs> you know, ride it like a bike, which didn't quite work and didn't look all that attractive.
0: I can I can imagine that being um, yeah something yeah as you said farm fit that's yeah they can throw
1: throw sheep around and uh, bales of hay and all those sort of things pretty comfortably yeah when it comes to doing the particular weights they're not quite as adept
0: yeah what's it like being being going forward any uh, any tales you know you, you you're you're known what it was like for a forward to come down and and play on you, what's it like being the other, well, you had, you had stints up forward in AFL, obviously, but what's it been like going the other day, other way around?
1: Yeah, it was, initially I was trying to sort of play a bit like, you know, an AFL forward, so I was transitioning, you know, getting up the ground. <laughs> Mate, the full-back in country <laughs> footy sits in the square. Exactly, exactly, <laughs> and I was finding I wasn't actually getting much of a kick doing this, so I thought, well, I'm going to have to adopt the country league style and stay a bit closer to home, so I generally have a can of Coke behind the goals. Um, You're kidding me. No, no. <laughs> I always drink coke in the game, and fortunately, at this level, you're allowed to sort of have your own there if you like. And my yeah. son brings it out to me when we uh, when we kick a goal, so That's nice. You've
0: acclimatized perfectly <laughs> yeah, to to, to oh, sorry, not, I was going to say AFL footy to GNFL uh, footy. Um, talk about we're supposed to talking about forwards and bags. So who's who kicked the biggest bag on? on you in your AFL career? Oh,
1: gee. Um, certainly, there was certainly a few. Um, I remember Buddy Franklin kicked five one day uh, when we were playing against Sydney, uh, up at Sydney. They had 85 entries, so I was pretty happy to just keep him to five. Um, JK from North West Coast kicked five on
0: me. I'm pretty old, sure, old mate from Northampton. Yeah,
1: yep. yeah, pretty sure he's done that once or twice. Um, so I'm going to probably say five would be, would be the most.
0: Yeah, okay. So have you got any sort of like, uh, have you kept any journals on your opponents? Your defensive opponents you're playing on now at um,
1: at the GNFL yeah. level not not quite as extensive to be fair <laughs> I don't know everyone's names the numbers at this point there's a few that I uh, number have...
0: twenty Bluey
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah the nicknames are uh, that's another great th- part about local footy um, one of my favourite things but um, yeah not uh, quite as extensive with the note taking to be fair
0: can we go back I suppose you know where it all began and started in the midwest and and then moved to Perth. Um, as a mature age uh, recruit, eventually. I suppose you'd be classified as a mature age.
1: Yeah, I probably wasn't that mature, but uh, (laughs) I was more mature than I was when I was 18, so... I uh, had a year off between school and university, uh, worked for a year and um, was able to save a bit of money and then be eligible for youth allowance, so you, you're going oh, to yeah. got a little bit of coin to go to uni, which is great. Um, plus, I was about 70 kilos, looked like a straw and um, <laughs> wouldn't have been much good at AFL level at 18, so I yep. uh, needed to eat a fair bit of chicken and bread and bulk up, and fortunately, Eastram Fremantle provided me the opportunity to do that
0: provided you some bread and some chicken, uh, not yeah. so much that
1: <laughs> they found <fried me laughs> the opportunity to put to work the bread and chicken that I was having to buy and eat four times a week.
0: So you actually went over, went over to Geelong um, eventually, and and that, I suppose any any new draftee going to an AFL club it can be quite a, probably a daunting experience, as you know. How was your experience? And I suppose looking at the the club, how did they sort of make you feel comfortable? And or were you comfortable being yourself anyway?
1: Yeah. So first uh, night I stayed at the, one of the recruiters' houses in Melbourne. Um, did have I had very, very little understanding of Melbourne and Geelong, to be honest. I thought Geelong was sort of like a mandra of, of Perth, just down the road. I still think I, still think I that, yeah. so no? It's no, not it's that. not. <laughs> no. It's actually its own entity and quite a big place yeah. and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, driving in, it was a bleak sort of day, which is not uncommon in Geelong. Yeah. Uh, I drive past the old Ford factory and I thought, gee, I don't know what I've got into here. But um, walked into the club and, yeah, a lot of the boys, although they won the premiership the year before, were very accommodating. They make you stand up and tell a joke pretty early on in your career as a player, so that was, it was. A, uh, it was a daunting experience. Mine was probably not fit for radio, <laughs> uh, but it got a laugh, and yeah. uh, that sort of, I guess, yeah, made me feel a little bit more comfortable, but uh, to be honest, very, very lucky to have someone like a Joel Selwood who was young, all the way up to Tom Harley who was our captain, mm-hmm. and uh, they were very, very accommodating for me.
0: That so been the culture the whole time. When when you're suppose you go through your journey there, and you've got new draftees coming in every year, is that is that, that stay the same? Did it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it does. You um generally you try to I guess pass the baton on um to to, to sort of use a, an AFL type um yeah mentality. Certainly at Geelong, that's what we tried to talk about passing the baton on. Um, You don't wear the jumper forever. You wear it for just a a moment in time. Um, So you would call the young players, for example, when they get drafted, you know, take them out for dinner, try to make them feel as comfortable as possible, go to the airport and pick them up if you've got the opportunity. But um, a lot easier than when I sort of came along. We still were running the old Nokia phone, one of the originals. Um, Oh, did you play Snake? Yes, that was it. That's the phone. We Yeah, (laughs) I remember getting drafted, and the next day um, we had a physio sort of, end of year party that night, went out and sort of forgot about the draft, to be honest. Um, and the next day I had 84 missed calls on my phone, including a couple from Bomber Thompson, the coach, who oh. um, was, you know,
0: requesting that I should be picking up my phone a bit quicker than I had been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's developed, I suppose, um, over, over time. Like, for example, you, you talk about the technology, Um you don't have the distractions back then of sitting on Facebook and Instagram and, and all the time you know, people waste on their phones and screen time. What did you do in those times?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it sounds weird now to think you've got 84 missed calls and you're not picking your phone up or you didn't write back straight away, but that was that was mm. just common. Like, that's what we yeah. did. You put your phone in your locker at, at the club. If you took it to the club, yeah. most of the time you just left it at home, mm. and you wouldn't look at it again till the end of the day when you wanted to play Snake again. Yeah. So it wasn't really something that we did. and. Um, you're right, we didn't have the distractions. I don't even know if Facebook was around. If it was, it was very new. Um,
0: it, was on the, it was on the PC. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: you had? That's right. Instagram wasn't yeah. invented. Um, all these other sort of apps and things that we can easily access now weren't around. So yeah. we spent a fair bit of time uh, watching ESPN, um, You know, talking rubbish and getting <laughs> to know each other. which, which Speech, That's, that's a
0: strong thing, isn't it? Like that's, yeah. yeah, it was, it's a, it was an important, important
1: part of development. And, and certainly at our club, our older boys, Matty Scarlett, Tom Harley, Max Rook, they loved ESPN and all those sports. Joel Corey, another one. So, I pretty well had to learn what these sports are about or be on the outer.
0: Yeah, um, and it played a bit, of, played a part in developing is that your career. It provided some re- reflection time. Can you touch on that, I suppose, the um, your early years as well.
1: Yeah, s- s- self-reflections a really important part. I think of what we need to do as as human beings, certainly as athletes um and i used to spend a fair bit of time reflecting on my past training sessions past games things coming up um take a moment just to you know sit and sit still for 5 or 10 minutes slow your mind down the act, the actual act of writing um is a great way to slow your mind because you can think at a pretty quick rate uh you can't write at that same speed so whatever's going on in your head whether it be you know all those thoughts running around mm. the process of writing them down is a good way just to slow your mind down and and concentrate on what what's uh, important that day that week that month
0: so yeah that's where your journals I suppose came in and your opponent analysis and
1: yeah I'd sort of do a fair bit of reflection on my own performances and then part of that was you know starting to understand the opposition who we're playing um, what some of their strengths were some of the things that I had to be aware of just trying to I guess build the blocks to preparing as best I possibly could because the one thing you can control is is how well you prepare going into a game.
0: What was it like walking into um, Northampton compared to like walking into a Geelong? You're still the new guy. Yeah, you know, that's like, right. Yeah,
1: a lot of new names to learn, um, albeit you know the nicknames, <laughs> um, which you can sort of have a stab at and get most right. Yeah, um, kicking to me, mate. Yeah, yeah, it was. That um, no, was good. I was certainly nervous. Uh, the first few training sessions, um, but going through the same process, trying to...
0: How can you be nervous when you think about it? Yeah, it, yeah. it
1: does seem weird, but um, I had a lot of great memories from there. And yes, I might have played a few AFL games and whatnot, but certainly still got standards that I want to uphold and, and those sort of things. So a new cohort's always nervous when you're getting to
0: know them and learn about them. But um, yeah, been really enjoyable. Can you tell us a bit, Um, sort of delve into why you were... Your teammates used to recognise you as being what's the word they use, quirky and in, in your own way.
1: Yeah,
0: I, I maybe they're different. Is that is that what you're probably thinking that you're uh, actually normal? Yeah, the stuff
1: that you do is quite normal. Yeah, not not so much they're different. I just see what I do as as being pretty normal for me. Growing yeah. up on a farm in what you mentioned earlier, pinhead sized town. Yeah, um, you learn to you know do a fair bit of walking and whatnot by yourself. I had a sister who. Wasn't all that fan to, uh, fond of playing footy, so it was either coming over kick for half an hour, and I'd have to go and play Barbies for half an hour. <laughs> uh, otherwise, it was a fair bit of alone time. Mum and Dad were always working, and um, you guess you get pretty comfortable in your own skin, and uh, that's certainly something that I've always done. Um, so quirky, unique gets used a little bit. Mm. Um, for me, it's most things I do always am able to justify it in some way.
0: And you're comfortable being
1: you. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't um, you know try to try to be someone else I think um that self-reflection and having a pretty good self-awareness of who you are what makes you tick what motivates you those types of things I just sort of live by that and yeah to be perfectly honest I don't really care too much about what other people say about me or what they think of me as long as I'm sort of pretty content with my my own sort of personality and how it's going then yeah more than comfortable
0: it's a pretty good life lesson I suppose for a lot of people out there who Or you just don't have, yeah,
1: I don't think you have long enough in life to worry about those sort of things. We only get a certain amount of time around Um, to be, you know, spending unnecessary time worrying about others is, is, yeah, probably not going to help you at the end of the day.
0: Is this sort of some of the stuff, obviously the work you're doing with the Midwest Academy players as well, is this some of the sort of stuff you impart on them?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's certainly part of that, Um, as well as some of the consulting stuff I do. It's about, you know, reflection being at the core of that. Um, trying to understand yourself so then you can understand others, and then just, yeah, I mean, taking time to realise the most important person should be yourself and what you do and how you do it. Um, and as you get through, you know, in particularly in an elite sporting environment, more and more people have their opinions on what you do and how you do it. But, um, you can acknowledge it, you know, be respectful, but certainly yourself and, and probably to the de- degree your coaches and teammates are the one you should be relying on for any uh, feedback.
0: What was the uh, what was it? What did everyone think when you jumped in an ice bath after the um, was the O nine Grand Final?
1: Yeah, that was. Um, <laughs> I don't think it too many knew it was something that I always wanted to do. Particularly one of the other players, um, Dawson Simpson, a really good mate of mine from um, Barnawatha, a really good country town over in Victoria, and we done you know a mountain of ice baths throughout that year and it was something that we always sort of said if if we win the flag it'd be great to sit in there and have a beer together um, which was is it, which was very very enjoyable albeit still in the uh, clothes that I wore in the grand final because I didn't get time to change
0: Yeah like most people are thinking there's better things to do after winning an AFL Premiership than jumping in an ice bath let be yeah, There probably is <laughs>
1: but um, I just yeah I just loved the fact that there was a place I'd spent a fair bit of time preparing for the grand final yep. um, I felt like if I could give the ice bath something back by uh, jumping in it to a
0: uh, enjoy it with a medal around my neck, it'd be pretty cool. What are, some of the other, what are some of the other things that you're known for that you don't like, uh, maybe don't like getting brought up a lot? Oh, there's not, you know,
1: there's not too many I don't like. People um, know I like cognac, um, yep. which
0: I'm happy for people. That's a know. normal thing,
1: isn't it? Yeah, oh, it's a, it's yeah, most people like some sort of spirit or, or, or uh, yeah, drink of some nature. For me, I... I don't sit and drink it in my um, dressing gown with a cigar every night. Like, you know, you might that's think. That's the picture I'm probably, yeah. That's yeah, what that's, a, that's a picture <laughs> with the slippers on in front of the fire. But um, I drink it, uh, yeah, very occasionally when I want to celebrate something. So um, that's probably one that people know me for. The preparation's obviously another. Um, yeah, the uniqueness gets used a fair bit. Um, the ham story was probably one. Um, That got a bit of notoriety as well.
0: For for those who haven't heard it, I'm not sure if you're comfortable sharing it. I know you've talked about it before, um, for those who haven't heard it.
1: Yeah, so um, we were playing against Adelaide. Josh Jenkins uh, was probably going to be a likely opponent of mine. He'd been a bit crook uh, the week leading in with some food poisoning. And I was talking to Paddy Dangerfield who knows him pretty well before the game and we're in the uh, in the sort of eating room if you like, the dining room and it was lunch and there's all these salads and meats and things on, on display and I thought oh I wonder if it'd be interesting to give him a bit of ham after the game if we win um, or or they win and everything goes well just to sort of have a bit of a joke and ask Paddy and Paddy said yeah he'll be fine with that That's that's a great idea so just grabbed a little bit and put it in the sock. It wasn't much, to be honest. It, was
0: it wrapped in anything? Or you nah, just, it just tra- threw it in the sock. Oh, yuck. Um, no, nah, it was only, <laughs> only
1: a very small amount. Played the game. Didn't really think much about it, to be honest. Um, they played well. He played well. We unfortunately lost. And then just uh, gave it to him after the game in the handshake and said, you know, <laughs> Well done, played well, and uh, left it at that. And I don't know if he thought I was having a go at him or, or what, but I don't, yeah. Unfortunately, you, Adelaide media he got hold of it and, and blew it up a fair bit. Have you talked about it with him? Yeah, well, it's funny. He got drafted or well, uh, traded to our club. Uh, not of course, too long after of course, yeah. so uh, we had to confront it it was a you know a bit of an elephant in the room well, to I, was be honest. Say, I was gonna say that so yeah. we uh yeah we shared a car ride to one of our um alternative training facilities and uh just sort of said look mate i, I want to put it out there that this is what happened this is my take on the story didn't mean anything by it and yeah he was more than comfortable with it all so he's very unique himself he's a person who uh, has got strong opinions yeah. um certainly has his um, own skin and own personality and um, I guess ego in check uh, really sort of comfortable with who he is so we uh, we hit it off pretty well to be honest.
0: How's the milk consumption these days?
1: Uh, it's still pretty high I dare say not quite as high as it was when um, the club are you know providing uh, milk and protein <laughs> and all that I unfortunately have to put my hand in my pocket now and um, purchase that's it, rough, but yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, like everyone else now, unfortunately. But no, cer- certainly still high. I love a milk, particularly after a game. I do a fair bit of travel now, and chalk milks are something that I, I really love, particularly the WA varieties. They're much better than yes, Victoria, yes, of
0: course. So well, you've got to about two litres a day dinner, but that, that, uh, but that's not that's not you picking up a two litre no. milk and just chugging exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, that
1: that's sort of a great story, but the it reality is, yeah, you have a coffee, you have breakfast, you have two or three proteins. Um, it's normal yeah it's actually when you add it up it's probably not too much more than what a lot of other people are having
0: yeah so so and and, and some of these uh, get blown out of proportion a bit don't they yeah they
1: do but yeah. as i said that no, no not too long ago for me they've always got justification behind yeah. behind them so i like cognac because i saw it um in a lot of war movies that i used to watch and i thought oh, i'd love to yeah. give this a go um, the milk is, you know, it actually is good for our recovery. It's got high, it's got a high protein content, mm. easy to consume after a game, so yeah. you know can justify that one, pretty easily. The ham in the sock was probably one that I can't justify, exactly why I did it, and yeah. that's probably the one that um,
0: yeah, if I could take back, I, I might. Oh no, <laughs> just just go with it. Just go with it. Um, the work, the work you're doing now, and also being back in the community, how how rewarding is that? I have, yeah. How can you describe that?
1: Yeah, it's been really good. I, I guess I'm um, completing the circle, if you like, from a football sense. Um, started at Northampton when I was young, went and played at Rover Football Club in the GNFL and then um, down to East Romantle and then off to uh, Geelong and now sort of going back over that circle again, albeit sort of the other way or anti-clockwise, if you like, and um, great to see now my young fellow, he's under twelves running around the Northampton jumper yep. like I did um, yeah quite a few years ago. So That must be the most,
0: yeah, rewarding. Is that the word? Yeah, rewarding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah it yeah. is
1: it is a great feeling. You know, I get a fair bit of joy out of watching my kids play sport mm. now. Um, I was sort of pretty keen to keep trying to play as long as I could at some level just to show them that one, it doesn't matter what age you are, you should still be out there playing sport and having a good time. And two, just be able to sort of enjoy the journey a bit with them. So As my young fella, you know, gets bigger and stronger, we're able to kick the ball a bit further to each other and um, it's not too long before he'll be sort of running past me but hopefully there'll be a period of time, it might be in the next year, where we can do, you know, a 2K time trial together and and finish pretty close to the line.
0: Oh, who's going to win that?
1: Well, he's getting quicker and faster pretty quickly (laughs) and especially the amount of milk he drinks. So, um, yeah, I've... I'm, I'm going the other way. Unfortunately, it's not going to be long before he gets me.
0: Yeah, um, just, you're going on. I suppose you know the letter you penned to members. It, it came across to me reading that there's there's a lot of gratitude for everyone that's helped you along the way.
1: Yeah, that's that's right. I mean, gratitude's um, an important part of I think anyone's uh, psyche. You need to be grateful for the things that come your way. There's plenty of people that aren't grateful. Um, and plenty of people that have you know, some pretty bad luck. So whatever comes our way, you need to make sure you're grateful and have some humility about yourself. Mm. Um, I had a lot of great people help me through my journey, some luck. Um, as well, which definitely helps, but um, a lot of great people that have helped me and made you know made me the person I am, but also made the journey that I went on a hell of a lot more fun and enjoyable.
0: Yeah, and there's all the, and there's the people we don't we don't see, you know, the media don't portray. There's all those people behind, in the, behind the scenes at the footy club, and there's the talk now about you know the soft cap impacting a lot of a lot of um, employment. There, there no doubt. There's a, a whole heap of people behind the scenes that helped you as well. Yeah, probably, the, probably no one's ever heard of. No,
1: that's right. So and yeah. you know, the, the football um, property stewards are a great example. Particularly at the AFL at the moment, we've got a young fella at the moment. Oh, you
0: know, that's why you left the boots behind because you didn't have a property steward. Yeah, yes,
1: <laughs> he used to do everything for me. I used to turn up at the game and it was all out everything. But I mean um jokes aside these guys do an amount and and women as well they do an amount a mountain of work particularly at the moment when you think about the travel um how quickly that's happening you think about how um teams have to go into quarantine or hubs for a period of time there's some poor you know young and old people behind the scenes having to lift all that gear onto the plane onto the bus off the bus off the plane put it in the hotel so yeah and and not getting paid a great deal for it but those are the people when you talk about you know gratitude those are the people that don't get the the plaudits i guess that they deserve from from an assistance point of view particularly for someone like me
0: and you'll probably you know, probably coming across those people now back in the gnfl at every club probably who work alongside you're running the league they just do it because they love it
1: they do all, all voluntary yeah you know, which is amazing you know they got every weekend to get sorted for you know 20 to 25 weeks of the year training sessions you've got to cook barbecues you've got to turn the lights on things like yeah. that you just don't appreciate when yeah. you're playing afl level you flick a switch and it just you know, mm-hmm. things happen but, at this level, at, at GNFL level and other country leagues, yep. everything needs to be done by a volunteer, which is yeah. extraordinary.
0: Yeah, how important are those communities, do you think, like, right now? for, you know, Obviously, people are going through some hard times up, up your way at the moment. Yeah. Communities, just,
1: football clubs. And, yeah, so, the footy clubs are yeah. just vital. Um, and you know, other, other organisations, other people within these towns really benefit from the footy club going well and having a, a great sort of sense of connection. Um, I know certainly in Northampton a Friday night when the juniors train um, everyone from the town basically goes there for a meal Um, that's their weekly catch up because you've got to think a lot of people are on farms 50 80 k's from town some of their farms are you know 15 20 kilometers before you even get to their house so very very big properties and they don't see anyone um, for long periods of time so Friday might be the day where you go and do your banking go and get your mail and then you go and have a meal at the footy club
0: yeah that social connection is really important
1: it is it's um it is and it's easier today with phones and other things like that Mm. but still nice to be able to you know look someone in the eye and have a decent conversation talk about the weather talk about the footy talk about you know what else is happening in the world
0: it's been great mate no uh, no doubt you've got a plenty of football left back in left in
1: you is that uh i'm not sure i have too many games left in me i'd love to yeah love to play a game with jk we've talked about that um quite publicly whether that's um, in the near future or distant, I'm not too sure. He'll... How many years has he got left? Uh, it's a good question. <laughs> um, that's a good question. He's been playing pretty well at the moment. And, um, yeah, he'll make up his mind at some point. But it'll be great to play a game with him. I dare say we probably won't get a game with Paddy Cripps. He's just signed about a 24-year deal yep. with Carlton. and You'll be playing with your son <laughs> by the time he comes back yeah, to Melbourne, Yeah, he's a chance to play with him. And, um, yeah, Jamie, unfortunately, is probably still a bit young and going really well as well. So, um, I'm sure there'll be a few other young players come from that region who'll go on to have some great careers because um, it is a, a really sort of strong football area and um, yeah, people people love the game up there.
0: So what's next for you? Near future, distant, how, how, how many more games of uh, Waffle and, and and I suppose into the distant future, family life and, and up, in, up in the Midwest?
1: Yeah, we're not too sure. We're sort of pretty committed to just sort of seeing how this year goes. Yeah. Um, Sort of play out this year and continue to do what we're doing and then next year sort of reassess um we would sort of often do that anyway um whilst playing afl footy reassess see how things are going see how our kids are going um and make sure we sort of you know refer to the values and things that we really hold dear as a family and and we do individually so we'll do that as a as a, a couple and as a as a family at some point and then decide on what's next
0: i don't want to put you on the spot but did talk about before we started have have you got one funny funny story that you can you can you can tell us the listeners out there would just country wa would be yeah something they haven't heard before potentially if you say no we're gonna have to end it
1: (laughs) (laughs) i've got one about um again probably comes back to professionalism and um you know being known for unfortunately another occasion we didn't quite get it right um i used to catch the train to games Um, a lot of people might know that some might not Um, not always but just occasionally get on the train Um, it was about an hour's sort of train ride from geelong to the to the mcg you had to stop at southern cross for those that know the melbourne area and then uh, either get a taxi or another tram or train to the mcg so you could walk but um, by the time i got there i was starting to get a fair bit of crowd and people wandering around and you know it wasn't probably ideal to be trotting around but this one day i got went up early as i normally do and uh, I was at the train station, and Scotty it was a final, and Scotty called me and said, oh, Tom Lonigan's a bit sick. He's had a bad sausage roll or something. Um, you're going to have to play on Buddy Franklin. And I was—I thought I was playing forward this day. This was the year I was actually playing forward. I go, oh, gee, righto, no worries, Scotty. And in the background, you could hear the, the over the mic, it was saying, you know, train ready to depart. And uh, I think Scotty thought I was at the airport flying out somewhere else. <laughs> That's what he told me after anyway, but... Got the train up. Went to a movie. I often go to a movie at, at uh, Crown. Watch a movie beforehand. It was sorry before the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this it a night up, game or a day game? Uh, it was a night game. Okay. So yep. Go up about lunchtime. Yep. Um, you know, sit around, go and watch a movie, things like that. And it was a Tom Cruise one, American um, American Made or something like that. It was a it was a terrible movie. But I sort of hung in there, hung in there, and then I had about half an hour to go. I'm looking at my watch, going, "Gee, I've got to get to the game here. This is uh, I'm not going to be able to finish this." Um always wanted to try to finish things, so I sort of waited as long as I could and then uh, I just had to go. It was getting too close. <laughs> Jumped in a taxi and the traffic was horrendous. I'd left it pretty late and uh, finally got to the ground and it was about an hour and fifteen, hour and twenty before we started. And now you're was, late you're late
0: in, so in, in the Because yeah.
1: normally I'm three hours early. So half an hour before a country footy game's fine. Ten, but minutes, ten, ten minutes, ten minutes. Ten no <laughs> But uh, AFL level generally I was three hours early. So yep. people are starting to really panic because where's Harry? He's always here three hours early. He's never seen this before. And uh, Scotty, you know, thought what he heard that I was at the airport. He's like, oh, I think he's at the airport. I think he's gone. <laughs> I think he's leaving. And, uh, yeah, Tom Lonegan was crook. So I'm I'm sort of supposed to be preparing for Buddy Franklin um, and I'm stuck in a cab on, on a Flinders Street or something. But finally got there. Um, basically just rolled straight in the meeting put the gear on and yeah off we went and uh, yeah we won the game played okay and um, fortunately it all worked out.
0: Don't overcomplicate preparation. I exactly, yeah. exactly right. Uh, that's a uh, great uh, a great way to finish mate. Harry it's been great having you. Um, all the best for the season and what happens up in the midwest. Hopefully it's not too uh, windy up there and too wet throughout the season but thanks for uh, joining us on Bushville Legends. No worries at all. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Bush Footy Legends. If you like the show, make sure you like, follow, and share with your mates. Here at Bush Footy Legends, we're big on creating environments that support social inclusion and connectedness. Get in touch with us through our Instagram page, at WA Football or through our Facebook page, at WACFL.